Hey everyone, welcome back to the I-76 podcast. I'm Dave. And I'm Spencer. And it is officially week two of the NFL season. We had a full freaking weekend last week of NCAA and NFL football. How are you feeling? Uh, yeah, I'm okay. I was burnt out. I was burnt out Sunday night. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I'm just like. I watched so much football until in week one. It, I mean, I got to be honest, it did feel pretty good to kind of just be a, a slob oh, yeah. for 10 hours straight and just sit on the couch. Oh, it's great. No, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not complaining. I had a good time, but boy, howdy, did we watch a lot of football this weekend? Yeah, we got a lot to go over this week. We got a recap of NFL week one, college football. Uh, we got to go over both of our teams. Some ranked higher than others right now. Uh, which teams? And uh, you're talking about football? Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm not worried. I'll, we'll, we'll get into it later. We'll but get I'm, into it. We'll I'm get okay. Into it. I'm okay. I could, I could live with what happened. Before we uh, go into sport, uh, football talk, uh, did you see all that beef with uh, freaking Conor McGregor and MGK yesterday? Yes, or dude. A couple days ago. <laughs> it was at a, was it at the VMAs or Met Gala or what? One of it the was, two. Yeah, the Met Gala was yesterday. It was at the VMAs a couple days ago. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know what the context of it is but i'm on team conor mcgregor so and i don't even like conor mcgregor that much so from what i heard um basically conor mcgregor tried to like go up to mgk and his posse and like dap him up and take a picture with them but mgk's like crew like kind of shoved him away and conor mcgregor who is still walking with a cane from you know messing up his leg a couple months ago uh, like threw a punch at him and they got separated really quick. Threw a drink at him too. Forgot about that. And uh, yeah. But why did why did they not want to have them around each other? I have no idea, but that's all I heard from multiple sources. Where the, the fuck is the is MGK? <laughs> why why are you pushing me away? Do you know who the fuck I am? I just it's who's back of the week? Conor McGregor was. I why was he at the VMAs? Why would he be invited to the VMAs? I don't know. I didn't watch the VMAs this year, and I'm okay with that. But I feel like that was the most eventful thing to come from it. And yeah, I still I don't. Agree. I still don't understand the context behind it. But I'm on Team Connor just because GK is terrible. I, I know, he, but both have done controversial things in the past. But when it comes to these two, I'll take Connor McGregor. Yeah. Well, I, I'll give MGK one thing. He's <laughs> very versatile when it comes to music. Like he's just terrible in so many genres. <laughs> hey, uh, Eminem made him quit the rap game and go over to like pop punk so yeah and then i guess he's grunge now like how many genres does he have to just shit all over have um have i ever told you my mgk concert story from whenever i was like in high school you paid u.s currency to go see mgk in concert. oh even better okay quick quick uh quick story time before we jump in nfl talk um so when i was 17 or 18 whenever i was a senior in high school um mg this is like when mgk was kind of popular but not like obviously a fraction of what he is now in terms of fame so this um, is like wild boy mgk yes this okay. is like a year after wild boy came out and so this is like pre is this pre or post wrestlemania and machine gun kelly i don't even remember but like it was okay. 2015 it was april 2015 i remember that okay and um he got announced he announced that he was going to have a concert in beaver county pennsylvania 
which that, that is my home county. Just for reference, I'm a half I'm from the suburbs of Pittsburgh, a half hour out of downtown Pittsburgh. Uh, but the, like every all the promotions and everything said it was like in downtown Pittsburgh. Basically, it was in an old biker bar at the back of a state park. Basically, like it was just a really really weird venue that was not like professional whatsoever. It was just an mm-hmm. old biker bar that was newly refurbished and everything. So yeah, what kind of Gigi Allen bars is he performing at all these years? I, dude, I don't. We heard about this like the day my friends and I heard about this the day of. And we were at like one of our local hangout spots in my town. And we were like, hey, wouldn't it be funny if we just like drove over to the venue to see if this is legit? Like there's no way MGK is playing like some old biker bar in a state park right now. So at like 10 p.m., we all cram into my one friend's car, like eight of us. And we pull up to this place. And I kid you not, I've never seen so many parked Harley Davidsons in a row in my entire life. Dude, the place was sold out. Like literally... 500 people plus which was probably way over like the like room size or whatever it was recommended and um so we're just sitting there we're like holy shit like this is an actual thing that's going on right now and a couple of my friends were like hey what if we just like try to walk into this like not buy tickets but just walk in uh i I was a little nervous i thought that'd be a bad idea i didn't want to get into beef with all the bikers at this place you didn't want to start a turf war yeah no it was it was basically the epitome of just white trash that was at this concert respectfully you were at the bar from uh sons of anarchy sounds like kind of the the guy with got got his hand cut off worse okay so uh so i was with a squad of like seven or eight people four people in the squad decide to go just walk into the venue we're watching them from the car that's parked in the parking lot they just go right in walk right past security just go right into the venue don't have tickets or anything so the rest of us are like, you know what? Screw it. They got in. Let's just do it too. We get up. We just walk right into this MGK concert. Like there was even, <laughs> there was security at the door and we just walked past them. Didn't show wristbands or tickets or anything. I just had this image in my head. Do you remember the SpongeBob movie when they walk into the bar and uh, Patrick's like, can I have everybody's attention? Yes. I have to go to the bathroom. I'm picturing that as like you and like Romano right now. Bro, I was just a, a, a skinny little weirdo in high school, just walking into this biker bar, basically. Nice. 18 years old. And yeah, it's a legit concert, dude. Like MGK, as I walk, it was like a movie. As I walk in, Wild Boy starts playing and everyone's losing their minds, going crazy. We find our friends in the middle of like a mosh pit, basically. Dude, this was the weirdest concert venue I've been to in my entire life. And I, I usually like like the small ones where it's like more of a one-on-one feel with the band or like rapper or whatnot. Right. It was it was that, except it was tons of bikers. And it was just bizarre because MGK was like hyping up the crowd and everything. He screamed uh everyone to put their hands up so we could crowd surf. The only issue was the ceiling was maybe 10 feet tall inside of the place. So he got pushed up into the ceiling and like scratched on the ceiling of this like music venue um it, it, dude it was insane like it was so random walking right into this place in the middle of wild boy we stayed for like two songs until we noticed everyone else around us had an orange wristband which obviously we didn't and we were looking around we saw security like talk we saw two security guys talking kind of like looking at each other and looking at us and the one guy pointed at us and as soon as that happened we just ran out of the freaking place. <laughs> So that is the time I snuck into the MGK concert. <laughs> oh my god, that sounds terrible. I, I thought you were about to say he had to pay you to be there. I mean, tic- uh, I, apparently tickets were only like ten dollars. 
but it was just bizarre that Machine Gun Kelly from Cleveland, Ohio is playing in quote on in, in what I quote Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, in the middle of a biker bar in of the forest. Dude, it was so weird. I'll send you like pictures and videos and whatnot. It is insane. Oh my god. I, I can't even imagine what, why a biker would listen to Machine Gun Kelly. Like I don't understand. I I, I, I just don't think he I don't think they're in the target demographic. Is I what genuinely I'm to don't say. in this building, it's one of those buildings that uh you drive past it every once in a while and it's a new business, like something yeah. different. Like it just goes into new ownership. The last time I drove past it, it was a gym. Okay. Well, I'm just saying I, I think Machine Gun Kelly makes music or at least old Machine Gun Kelly, he makes music for guys that have like monster energy hats named Kyle that punch holes in the drywall. But I just, you know, I don't, I don't think uh, Sam Pro would typically invite him to their <laughs> venues, but uh, you know, if the, Hells Angels wanna, if the Hells Angels want to listen to some <laughs> Invincible. And we, we do have a lot to cover, but yeah, like right after the concert, uh, we went onto his Instagram to see if he posted anything. And he posted pictures of like his, like, he, he posted a thirst trap with he was shirtless and he was showing his fists he was all scratched up and bloody from crowd surfing getting pushed in the ceiling oh my god dude like, it was one of the most unprofessional like things i've ever been to in my entire life it was so bizarre that is bizarre and like i said i can't wrap my head around why they would invite him of all people there like when i think of bikers i think of you know motorhead and the wonderful soul that was lemmy kilmister but i i just don't see you know, Joe Biker listening to, I hear voices in the air. <laughs> it, was a, it was a weird venue too, because like, yeah, it was like a biker crowd, but on random Fridays, they would have like, uh, what, like 18 and up. So like high schoolers would like go into there and shit too on the weekend sometimes. Like it, it was very weird. It was a very random night. Oh my God. You, I mean, honestly, the listeners went to Walsh. They're not going to understand what I'm about to say, but it sounds like karma. Uh, smaller, sweatier, and much scarier than what okay. that was. Karma was just a campus bar that was there for about three weeks. Oh, we don't talk about it. Shout out to we karma. Don't... <laughs> um, all right. We got a lot to go over. Yes, we MGK do. MGK yeah. aside. Um, we could do a whole podcast episode about how much I dislike MGK in the future if you guys would like that, but how we have about, more important shit to talk about. How about them freaking Pittsburgh Steelers? Yeah, dude. Uh, did TJ Watt gain like weight this offseason? He looks bigger, even bigger. Actually, during the broadcast, I think they said that he gained like 15 or 20 pounds in muscle. Damn. So, that pisses me off. No, who would have expected that the Steelers and Bengals would be leading the division after week one? We'll get into the Bengals well, later. Yeah, let's, we'll focus go... on, let's focus on one of the teams I hate right now. I can't do I can't do both of them at the same time. Did you um did you watch the game at all? The Steelers game? Yeah. I was going back and forth between that and the Bengals game. Okay, fair enough. Oh. Dude, it I was the Steelers just I don't I don't know where to start. It's just uh, opening drive. Bills freaking take the kickoff to like our own 30. I'm like, this is it. We're going to be blown out by like 40 points. It's it's the Bills. They're going to kill us. Right. But the, our defense was just able to like make so many stops in our own territory. I've never seen them like that at all. And I saw some stat out of every uh, play that the defense was on the field. We only blitzed once and we were able to pressure Josh Allen like that. 
Yeah, Josh Allen looked bad. He, I can't even have that bad of a night. I have him in fantasy, and he didn't even do that bad. But it was just dude is booty. Know. Every dude single sucks. He's trash. Every single drive the Bills would get, like they would start going hard. They would like have a couple first downs. I'm like, oh shit, they're gonna score now. And then they would get to our 40 yard line, and we would just make some miraculous stop. We held them on like fourth and one twice. Our defense was just, oh my god, it was insane. TJ Watt is a freaking T- animal. TJ Watt is out of his mind, and I hate it. <laughs> he, he totally earned just from that one game. Everyone's saying he earned that salary from his yeah. new uh, check he got. Yeah, it, it, and it's scary because I got I, I look at other guys like Josh Allen, for example, too, and. TJ one seeing the salaries they're getting after the rookie contracts and like thinking about all the guys we need to start paying in the future that are still in their rookie contracts. Like Baker has a contract coming up Chubb and miles got there. So that's fine. But these guys are making money and TJ seemed to earn his check. Josh Allen, not so much, <laughs> but it was my God, their defense is scary. Freaking the comeback too. I mean, don't get me wrong. Offense Here's what I want to do. I, I kind of want to go over things I liked and things I didn't like for both of our teams with both of their sure. respective games. So obviously loved the freaking defense. I that was one of the most complete defensive games I've seen them play in recent memory. Um, TJ Watt shouted him obviously, but other than that, Cam Hayward went ham. Uh, Melvin Ingram freaking went insane. Um, for Cam Sutton. Cam Sutton out of nowhere, the one DB who was filling in and uh, who has to step up this year, he's going ham too. Dude, I don't even – our defense is loaded. Our defense yes. is completely loaded. And um, you didn't even mention Minka Fitzpatrick. Yeah, no, yeah, Minka went ham too. That just that, That's it. I just have to keep naming all of our <laughs> defensive starters. And I think our um, – How of did the, Joe Hayden – go ahead. Yeah, Joe Hayden too. Uh, one of the – Big things with our defense, though, is that we have a rotation of Melvin Ingram and Alex Highsmith rotating like every other play. Not also to mention TJ Watt on the opposite side from them. It's insane. And also, Stefan Tuitt was out. He didn't even play that game. Yeah. And we were you, able to put all that pressure on them with only blitzing like once or twice. Yeah. And you made the point, and you made this point before, and I think it's a good point, but you guys getting Ingram is about the equivalent of us getting Clowney. He's there doing what he needs to do. And week one, he proved that. You know that's going to work for you guys. Yeah, they're both pretty solid kind of kind of vets that are coming off yeah. injuries, and and they they don't need to be to a superstar level. They just need to complement either TJ or Miles, exactly. Which is what Ingram certainly did this past Sunday. And you guys contained Diggs for the most part. Um, who's the running back? Uh, Singletary didn't go. He didn't do that good. He yeah. He went for. 72 yards, but still he wasn't able to do any damage with yeah. scoring or anything. Uh, so yeah, we had Josh Allen. Josh Allen threw the ball 51 times. Uh made 30 completions. And oh, yeah, 30 two, completions. 30 completions and 270 yards. So like, it's not like he was even bad. It's just the Steelers defense made plays whenever they needed to. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like Josh Allen, obviously, he's an elite quarterback, but he looked very average compared to a lot of guys just based off of how much he was contained this weekend. Like you said, um, I'm looking up your stats right now. I'm trying to think of Cole Beasley. He had 60 yards, digs 69. Nice. Uh, like these guys got 
yards, not like a crazy amount, but they made catches. They they had yeah. decent games. It's just like I said, the defense made stops whenever they needed to, and uh, did Cole, shifting... did, did uh, Cole Beasley and Mason Rudolph get into racist stuff? <laughs> no, they did not. Um, but yeah, shifting over to some of the negatives, uh, our offense for the first half, dude atrocious i think we had like 50 total yards in the first half Oof! but then uh you know what i I, i'll give them credit they kind of figured it out in the second half um claypool came in with a couple a couple amazing well with an amazing catch over uh yeah yeah that one snag over what's his face's head yeah um deontay johnson an amazing touchdown catch where it went off his fingertips and he caught it had to do a little quick uh tony toe tap uh juju was our leading receiver only 52 yards it just i i was listening to uh unfortunately i was listening to mark madden earlier on on the way home and he said that this are so mean to mark madden (laughs) well he made a really good point i think and he was saying that this game wasn't exactly about the stats it was just ben roethlisberger was able to make the plays that actually counted and josh allen wasn't exactly and i mean when you look at you know uh ben roethlisberger's you know, weapons and their stats at the end of the game, they don't pop off, but just the way that it worked with the defense con- uh, contribution. So like that's going to win you a game. But with that being said, this is the first ever segment and maybe only of Spencer Heffernan defending the Pittsburgh Steelers. Hear me out. The media and people on Twitter have been shitting on Najee Harris. Okay. <laughs> he would, did he play great? No. What is his first NFL game? He'll be fine. People just need to leave him alone. He's against the Bills, one of the best teams in the AFC. He'll be fine. Just lay off the guy, give him some time. Because, I mean, he's going to be one of the best running backs in the league in a couple years. With Najee, it's shifting over to some of the negatives I wanted to talk about. Our offensive line played like shit. Oh, yeah. That in Najee Harris, it was extremely bad. I mean, credit to Ben for being able to get off some good throws with that garbage line in front of him. But honestly, if I think we have three new offensive linemen that started that game. Yeah, I think it was three. And I mean, honestly, once they get a couple games under their belt, I'm sure Najee Harris will be able to have some holes he can go through and his yardage will go up a little bit. I'm feeling pretty confident that uh, in the future, Najee will be able to get his yardage up a little bit. Our offensive line just, that's my main, that's my big concern right now. Yeah, for sure. And if the NFL draft were to happen today, for example, like that's the number one set of positions you guys need to go for. Like, absolutely. But no, other than the offensive line, uh, you not really a stellar performance from any of your receivers or running backs, obviously. I mean, but credit credit to Claypool and Deontay Johnson for having clutch yeah. catches when they needed it. It's just their overall stats weren't good. But I mean, when it comes down to it, we won against one of the Super Bowl favorites. No, and I didn't mean that as an insult. I meant yeah. it as even when those guys have off games, you could still win games against good teams. Right. Um. Yeah, the, the, the big negative for me was just the offensive line. Um, big Ben, he he doesn't need to play a 100% perfect game. Obviously, after last week, we see that. But um, I think give it a couple of games, our entire offense will get their confidence up a little bit. 
hopefully. Sure. Because honestly, I don't know if our defense can play like that every game. It's just very clutch that we were able to do that against the Bills. Because yeah. com- coming up, we got the Bengals and freaking uh, Oakland. We have Oakland Raiders next week. Bengals after that. Our defense is going to have to step up, but I mean, our offense should be able to take apart, pick apart those yeah. defenses pretty, pretty easily. Yeah, and that's a three and team right there. I mean, let's let's just keep it a buck. You're not going to lose to the Bengals. You're not going to lose to the Raiders. But and uh, we're, real quick, just the week after that. I feel a lot more confident because in week four we play the Packers. <laughs> we'll, we'll go for we'll go for that game in a couple minutes. But what did I tell you though? What did I tell you? <laughs> All right. So yeah, uh, for the Steelers, positives for me: defense amazing. Our wide receivers are able to make some cl- clutch catches when need be. Um, negatives: our defense or our, our offensive line needs to step it up. Um, Big Ben, I'm. He, he doesn't need to play perfect, but he just needs to step it up a little, a little bit more. Right. And um, I'm trying to think if I got anything else for this game. Um, oh, I did love the – okay, so there's like seven minutes left in the game. Steelers take a 10-point lead. Um, the, the camera zooms out to show half of the entire stadium just emptying out into the parking lots. They were only down by 10 in Bill's Mafia – decided to leave like how i kid you not like maybe 30 percent of the stadium decided to leave uh, this is apparent i'm not even trying to talk trash but this is apparently one of the top fan bases in the league right. left the game with like six minutes left because they went down by 10 just saying just yeah. saying it was pretty yeah. funny bill's mafia you heard it here first everybody bill or dave said if you're a bills <laughs> fan then fuck you and also, I want to give a big shout out to the video that I saw of a 10-year-old kid spitting and stepping on a terrible towel. I saw that too. If there is anything that opposing fans should know, it's that the terrible towel curse will mess you up. It's screwed over multiple franchises before. Shout yes. out to TJ Hushmanzada from the Bungles. That organization has been a joke ever since that. Uh, shout out to the multiple other teams that have tried to disrespect us in that manner that have suffered gruesome injuries and terrible seasons. And I'm not, I'm not even going to be the most like, I'm, I'm not the most superstitious person when it comes to that stuff. It's just nothing no, not gonna... good. Nothing good ever happens whenever a fan base disrespects the terrible towel. Yeah. I'm not going to mess with Myron Cope or Which, any of his creations. And I'll, we can move over to the Browns real quick in, in a second, but I just want to say the terrible towel, whenever I see like stuff like that, it's not that it, triggers me or anything i'm not like right, but, right, I'm not right. butthurt it's just like the terrible towel uh funds like a a, a special needs school for disabled people like yeah it literally yeah myron to... Co- myron cope never made a dollar off the terrible towels yeah it, it went straight to those that with special needs and it's just kind of funny that people are literally spending i don't even know how expensive a terrible towel is like 15 20 for like people that need these like char- charitable donations and then they just go and pee on the freaking terrible towel and step on it. <laughs> well, I mean, as long as they're getting the donations, I think that's the important. Thing. I know that the is money's the, st- the money's still going to the exactly, right place. After exactly. I can do whatever the hell you want to the towel, exactly. but I will, <laughs> but I don't know, maybe, maybe when the Browns beat the Steelers twice this year, then I'll feel more comfortable. Destroying I, the towel. I, I disagree with that, but okay. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's move on to the Browns versus the freaking chiefs. Okay. Um, I'm fine. I'm fine with this. I'm not, no, I'm serious. Like I'm, I'm okay. I think I was not expecting to win and I certainly was not expecting it to be as close as it was. 
I think that our offense looks phenomenal. Baker looks like a top 10 quarterback. Uh, he was lights out the entire first half and even the second half. And I'll talk about his interception in a second, but Baker looked great. I have zero complaints about him. I don't have complaints about the rushing, obviously Kareem hunt, uh, Nick Chubb, best tandem in the league. Can I give two quick takes before you go on real quick? If you must, if you must. Okay. Not to interrupt or anything. No, no, no. No, no, Go ahead, Dave. Your running back combo is terrifying. You guys were tearing apart the Chiefs. No, like I I will compliment you guys with that because you guys were tearing the Chiefs apart on defense on their with their defense. Maybe it was because um the honey badger was out, but there you guys made their defense look like Swiss cheese with the run game. And Kareem Hunt, I think every time he goes in Kansas City, he's gonna play with a vengeance now because remember they cut him. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, he was a he was a Dorsey guy there and in Cleveland. So right, sorry, not to not to interrupt you, but I that was that was just my uh my take from the game. No, I appreciate it. Uh, but uh, yeah, people are mad at Nick Chubb for fumbling the ball late in the game. I mean, I literally can't even recall the last time he fumbled. So that shit happens. It's fine. It's, it's He's not going to make it a habit. It, it happens. Like look at Ernest Biner. And unfortunately that's the only thing he's remembered or not the only thing, but the main thing he's remembered for, but you know, it's a regular season game at the end of the day. It's fine. Like, I, I don't care that he fumbled. And all of our touchdowns, Baker didn't throw a single touchdown pass because all of our touchdowns were from rushing. We had two from Chubb, one from Hunt, one from Juice, who looked great, by the way, uh, Jarvis Landry. But, yeah, offense looked really good. Donovan Peoples-Jones was didn't get a ton of targets, but he had one maybe. I don't think uh, – what's his name played at all? Uh, Richard Higgins, Hollywood Higgins, but not just Anthony... sorry. Oh, I was gonna say Schwartz killed it. I, I had no idea who that kid was going into that game. He killed it. Yeah, he's from Auburn. Three receptions, sixty-nine yards. Once again, nice. But um, yeah, he is a fast young man. Like this guy could run like a like a. I don't even what's fast. Bad out of hell. Sure. Shout out to Meatloaf. <laughs> but uh yeah he's gonna be good and if there's one guy you want or there's one guy you want to develop a player like that behind it's odell beckham who's gonna right. hopefully make his return against houston i was uh, gonna ask what the hell happened with him last week well they said he was gonna play then he said it was questionable then he didn't play which i would i'm fine with because i don't want you know our best receiver coming off of an acl tear having his first game against Kansas city, I'd much rather him right. you know, come back against Houston just to like ease into things. You know, I don't want right. to put him out there against the best team in the league. So I'm cool with that. He's a good leader. The team likes him. I like him obviously, but uh, Austin Hooper looks pretty good. Like I don't have a single complaint about our offense defense though. <laughs> that was my other take on this game. Your uh, defense was a, uh... Uh, I'll, I'll let you rant about it. I'll let you talk about it. Like I, they weren't great, but I've it could be a lot worse. You know, I mean, on one hand, it's it's the freaking Chiefs, but on the other hand, you, I mean, they, they ran just play action to Kelsey or Hill every other. Oh my play. god, every other play. And the Chiefs do this against. I'm not going to hold that against the Browns, but they do this against every team, and I don't know why 
it works. <laughs> I don't know why. They, Mahomes targets literally two guys the entire game. Um, let me pull up the Chiefs stats. I don't know how many receptions they have compared to everybody else. Ready? So Tyreek Hill, uh, 11. Travis Kelsey, 6. And then everybody else is like, we have two guys that are three, and then four guys who are one, which I don't even recall happening. But honestly, I wish we would have just, you know, double teamed both Hill and Kelsey because I'm not worried about, you know, Blake Bell or anybody like that. So if we did that, I would have been more comfortable and I wish that we were able to pick that up a little bit, but we didn't. Um, then, of course, Ronnie Harrison got ejected like right at the beginning of the game. <laughs> I um I watched a lot of replays of that and I will I'll I'll take your side 50% of the way with this that coach whoever it was should not have laid hands on him whatsoever. No. And it's always the, the second guy. It's never oh, the it's, instigator. It's always the retaliation. That's the only thing the refs ever see. No, and it's stupid because it happened and the ref saw it and he's like, "Okay. Like whatever, just keep playing." Then Seconds later, it's like, oh, he's ejected. It's like, why didn't you? I feel like Roger Goodell just called somebody who's like, I don't want him hurting my team. <laughs> and because obviously Mahomes, Rogers, and Brady are just the holy trinity for Goodell, and he doesn't want anything <laughs> bad to happen to them. So with my tinfoil cap, I say that that was a call from Goodell because he didn't want his guys getting oh hurt. Oh, my God. <laughs> but should Ronnie Harrison have been ejected? Probably. Uh, I think yeah. the coach should have gotten ejected too. I could agree with that. Yeah. So I think either one of them or either all, both of them get ejected or none of them do because that's, yeah, it's stupid. And, and the fact that they took like a couple minutes to even review that and did nothing to the coach, like that's, I don't know. Right. I mean, I would have, I'm not mad at Ronnie Harrison for that. I, I mean, he should be more disciplined than that, but I'm not going to say I wouldn't have done the same thing if I were him. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but it did, it did screw us over. Uh, then we had John Johnson get cooked by Tyreek Hill and the winning touchdown of the game where Mahomes threw about 10 miles uh, or 10 miles, 10 yards behind him. <laughs> and Tyreek just turned around, walked back and took it to the house. Right. So that, that was horrible throw and even worse defense to win the game. And uh holy shit, our punter, Jamie Gillen. What the hell was that? Dude cost us the game. He was trying to be a hero. <laughs> I just like in those certain circumstances, I always feel so awkward and bad for the punter. I don't because he could have gotten it off. He wanted to be a hero. He he easily could have gotten off a punt after he you know dropped it. Yeah, I just I don't know. I just I always cringe when I see moments like that. Unless it's a unless it's a the other team playing against the Steelers whenever the yeah. drops it or gets blocked. But no, it's just I don't know. I feel I feel really bad in those circumstances. I do too. And he's still a damn good punter, but he was just trying to be the hero that play. I felt like, and is the, he is that the guy from Australia, Scotland, Scotland, the, uh, the Scottish Hammer. That's what they call him, Scottish Hammer. Wow. Yeah, and. If you go to like training camp or anything, nobody knows, remembers his name. Everyone's just like Scottish Hammer. <laughs> it's like, okay, but no, he uh, he uh, he was uh, the I, I don't know tools. 
he was a Scottish screw because he screwed us <laughs> over this game. But uh, yeah, it was a shithead play, but he'll be fine. Like even the things that bothered me this game, I'm not too worried about. Besides the uh the punt, like the the, uh, the only thing I am worried about is Jedrick Wills, who is our starting left tackle from Bama, hurt his ankle like right in the beginning of the game, didn't come back. Now he's day to day, and Hubbard did a good job coming in for him, but if that's gonna be a big loss if we don't get him back. So I'm hoping that he makes a full recovery soon because your, your offensive line is a huge strength for you guys too. Yeah. No, except that one play where Jack Conklin just fell asleep and true Baker just got <laughs> obliterated. Right. And even on Baker's interception at the end of the game, like he wasn't trying, people were saying it was a bad attempt at, or he, he was, I don't even know what, I mean, he, that once again, that shit happens in the NFL. you, you, if you get tackled and you're not looking, it's going to affect how you throw the ball. And, you know, it's just an example of that. Right. And I, I can't fault the guy for that. <laughs> so it's, like, even the shit that made me mad, like that shit just happens. That's just football. So overall, I think they played well. They just lost to the best team in the league. And I'm optimistic. I, I'm If they don't beat the cheat or the Texans this week, I might jump off of something high <laughs> i was gonna say like as a, a rival fan i actually am a, i'm not i, I don't want to say i'm scared to play the browns but i you guys are looking damn good this year i, yeah, we're I mean fine maybe not your defense 100 but your offense is hey if you guys can just keep scoring defense doesn't have to play 100 all the time no we're at the opposite of you guys it's a, literally like, like I said yeah. on the last episode, our defense versus your offense is going to be a freaking matchup later this year. I know, but uh, <laughs> I'm really not worried. I'm not even that worried about the defense, to be honest with you. Like, I, I think like, it's not like we have a terrible defense. They're, they're, right. We have a pretty good defense compared to a lot of teams. But like I said, I'm not worried. I didn't expect to win this game. Um, the only plays that I could actually fault the players were Harrison's ejection kind of. Uh, the botched punt and Conklin missing the block. Other than that, right? You know, that's just that shit happens. But Baker looked really good. The offense looked really good. Uh, a lot of our defense looked really good. And like I said earlier, Clowney, it he was doing what he needed to do to help Miles out. But for the most part, they had our defensive line contained. So I yeah. know they had three new guys on their off- offensive line. So they did a good job. Uh, I got to say good job to the Chiefs for that. But, yeah, I'm I'm confident going into this week. I feel that. Um, all right, so you want to go over some other games? Sure. All right, so do you want to start with the Ravens-Raiders game last night? No. I mean, to be uh, before I talk about this game, I, I do want to say I, I only just fucking in. said no, but okay. <laughs> We just have to talk about the ending really quick. No, no. Why? Oh, no, go ahead. (laughs) So, yeah, this freaking Ravens Raiders game. uh, I probably should have watched more of it because, I mean, the Ravens Ravens, Ravens are our divisional rival. Raver Torres. The Raiders are the team that we play next week. So I probably should have watched more of it in preparation. But, yeah, uh, so game goes to freaking overtime. 
Raiders are driving for the touchdown to win the game. So Nets team that score Nets team that scores wins. Uh, the guy catches it, makes a dive for the pylon. They think he gets the touchdown, so everyone storms the field. Everyone thinks they want it. Raiders going crazy. Uh, Lamar Jackson and uh, freaking Carr are like dapping each other up, saying "good game." Then the ref comes out out of nowhere from the top rope and says that he was down at the one yard line and didn't make it into the end zone. So, I mean, Raiders fans were probably like a little annoyed. They're like, okay, whatever, but we're at the one yard line. We just have to run it in. Nets play. The Raiders uh, get a full start that backs them up five yards. And a play or two after that, Carr threw a freaking interception in the end zone. Ravens get the ball. And immediately after that, uh, former Steeler, current Ravens offensive lineman Villanueva decided to move out of the way so that. Uh, Lamar Jackson could get killed and uh, ball was fumbled. Raiders got the ball back, threw it for a touchdown. It will go. The Raiders may be the only team that could win a football game twice in the same game. Yeah. Ball don't, <laughs> ball don't lie. And, um, uh, I, I, I don't, I was actually in bed minding my own business playing 2K. And I get a text <laughs> from Dave saying, Mark, please tell me you're watching this game. I'm like, do I have to? And he's like, yes. I'm like, okay. So I turn on the game. Bizarre. Yeah, it was. I'm glad you told me. So I turn on the game and I'm, I just see like all this mass hysteria going on. And I'm like, what is even, what did I miss? And no, I've never seen anything like that. That was, no, I have actually, but I haven't seen it since. Do you remember the Phil Dawson Ravens game? Yeah. Yeah. That's what it reminded me of where uh, the Ravens thought they wanted they, both teams with their locker room. And the ref was like, wait a minute. That was a good field goal. So. <laughs> I um I don't have much else with this game. It's always the Ravens, though. Other than the fact that I'm convinced that Villanueva is now a Steelers sleep sleeper agent. He might be, dude. Dude, he let Lamar Jackson get killed yesterday after watching these highlights. Like he played terrible. I'm going through Ravens Twitter because the troll that I am, I just wanted to see Ravens fans get mad at Villanueva. And I just, I loved comparing their older takes to, yo, we just snagged the best offensive lineman from the Steelers. And now he's doing that and getting Lamar killed. Do you think next week it's going to be uh, Kevin Zeitler doing the same thing and they just have like a pact of teams in the <laughs> AFC North that just want to kill Lamar Jackson? You know what? One can imagine. I would hope so. <laughs> but I, um, yeah, I don't have too much else to take from this game. I mean, no, I mean, it's just I, a I'm, crazy ass ending. I'm still feeling really confident with the Steelers against the Raiders next week. So I, I yeah. Um, yeah, the Raiders didn't look too intimidating, especially their defense. I feel like we could pick that apart. The Raiders didn't look too intimidating. Dave, <laughs> do you not know about the black and silver? Al Davis just win, baby. I know. Amazing analysis here from Dave Montgomery. I know. Um, the Ravens, they need to figure out their freaking run game. Um, They're a clusterfuck, dude. I, I can't wait for Le'Veon Bell's quote-unquote revenge game against the Steelers. Well, Kareem kind of had one against uh, the Chiefs, but <laughs> they did. still lost, but he played well. Um, um, did Le'Veon even get in the game at all yesterday? No, I think he's still with their practice squad. Okay, because I, I picked him <laughs> up in fantasy. I didn't play him, obviously, and I just don't know what to do with him. Which, by the way... Uh, I won in fantasy this week by 100 points. I won by 0.5, but hey, we're 1-0. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the reason I did that is because I happened to have two guys named Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins who look insane right now. Did you watch any of that? 
uh no i did not i didn't i didn't have it on um any of the channels in my house yeah I, well i saw the highlights and i'm just saying kyler yeah. week one mvp i did see the one highlight of um him just evading tackles for like 15 seconds straight and then airing it out he's gonna be a problem and <laughs> going back to our predictions from last week maybe the cardinals win that division because if they keep playing like that i don't know man yeah but they, then again the rams i knew the cardinals would be good it's just that was really impressive and against the titans too i mean obviously the yeah. Titans have a lot of things they need to work out but oh, yeah, they, they they're are, still a solid team and they got just absolutely crushed Derrick Henry didn't look good either. Yeah. And neither did uh, Ezekiel Elliott for yeah. the Cowboys, who got me five fantasy points. And th- this isn't me talking trash about a former Steeler player, but Bud Dupree didn't really do anything against the Cardinals either. No. But do you know, speaking of former Steeler players, do you know who did look good this week? James Conner for the Cardinals played pretty no. good. Is that what you're talking about? No, I'm talking about that boy, Antonio Brown, Dave. Whatever. You got the goat <laughs> throwing it to him. You know what? I, I I'm not even mad about Antonio Brown. Honestly, no more white woman. <laughs> no more white women. 2020. No, it was woman. Woman. Yeah, Singular. you're right. Yeah, for uh, just that one white woman. Amazing, amazing uh, grammar. Um, no, with the Buccaneers Cowboys game, I honestly I was just so stoked that football was just back. I I, I, I didn't too. really even have too many hot takes with that game. I mean. I um I bet on the Bucking I bet on the uh, Buccaneers to win it, so I guess I was rooting for them. I was just upset that uh, Manaka, Pennsylvania native Jordan Whitehead did not play in that game. Ah, uh, the only so. thing that yeah, I mean it was exactly how I thought it was going to go. And if you were to play the drinking game of how many times uh, the people on the air brought up Tom Brady when you had nothing to do with the play, you would uh, <laughs> you would have died because. Like Tom Brady could be like the Bucks defense could be in, and let's say Nadama Kansu gets yeah. a sack on Dak Prescott. <laughs> Man, when Tom Brady was in Michigan, whoa, whoa, it's like <laughs> he had nothing to fucking do with that. This is, and that that's the thing. Like they, the Bucks are obviously a great team, but obviously Tom Brady's Tom Brady. I don't know. I just want. I think that team deserves more recognition as opposed to as the Buccaneers right. as opposed to Tom Brady's you know, team. Um, yeah, They're a good-ass team. It, it, yeah, it's the freaking Buccaneers. Like, you, you can't really just make any other points other than that. It's the freaking Buccaneers and it's Tom Brady. But you know what? The one thing I will take away from that game – well, two things I'll take away from that game. One, Cowboys defense is atrocious. Terrible. Two, Dak might be back. <laughs> he might be back, but Ezekiel Elliott looks well. like he's coming off of an injury. Yeah, Zeke, uh, Zeke, but no, Dak Prescott, he's back, and if he can keep that up, he'll be uh, pretty solid this year. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see it. And Amari Cooper, looking good. Right. But uh, Joe Burrow, looking not terrible, unfortunately. Jamar Chase, not terrible. Did you see the um, edited video of Joe Burrow throwing, like, a 30-yard pass to Jamar Chase that he did last weekend compared to him doing it at LSU? Yeah, it was like the same exact thing, like motion did, and everything. They did the same thing with Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith too with the Eagles. Yeah, no, yeah. I um that that did surprise me with the with the Bungles though. I was not uh, expecting that at all. Burrow looked pretty solid. It was the Vikings. It's a I, but you know, even uh, didn't you have the Vikings winning that division? I do, but the division's <laughs> ass. Okay, fair enough. It's just I don't know. I I thought the Vikings were going to put up a little bit better of a fight than they should have the their defense looks 
awful. They made Joe Burrow look like Joe Montana, and they made, you know, and then Jamar Chase was Jerry Rice. So it was like, well, apparently Jamar Chase is not intimidated by NFL footballs anymore. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad that he's able to see the footballs without the lines. Yeah, I um, I don't know. So I, I'm not intimidated by the Bungles whatsoever. No. To me, they're still the Bengals, at least for now. Yeah, I don't. I, I, you know, I was just watching for the thousandth time this week or last week, Major League. Right. And you know the part where they decide to give Ricky Vaughn glasses? Yeah. Because that's how, that's how I would – every time Jamar Chase caught a ball, that's all I thought about because it's like, oh, now <laughs> he could see the ball. Oh, my God. So, right. you know, I'm pissed about it, but whatever. <laughs> right. I'm not worried about them. They're still ass. Trying to look at – a couple other notable games. Um, freaking Packers and Saints. What the hell was that? What happened? Aaron Rodgers is so bad. Is Aaron Rodgers like sabotaging the team? Yes. Yes, dude. I mean, he's there for a paycheck. He doesn't, he has nothing left to, you know, do in Green Bay. He doesn't like anybody. Nobody likes him. So the, the Packers defense didn't even put up a fight. They made Jameis Winston look like Tom Brady. James Winston was on fire. He went ham. He went crazy. You hear Drew Brees said, this is what the Saints have been missing. <laughs> Damn it, Brees. I know. But I love to see it because I want to see the Packers crumble. They held us all hostage this offseason. So. It's not that I hate the Packers. It's more or less I don't my, know either. my beef with Aaron Rodgers. I've never been a fan of him. Well, obviously you have him because of the Super Bowl. Well, that and also he was a big reason why Mike McCarthy left. And for people that don't know, Mike McCarthy is a Pittsburgh native, so we're, we're kind of fans of him. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he got everything he wanted in Green Bay. He throws a fit all off season. Nothing changes, <laughs> and now he's just terrible. So I'm done with him. He can go host Jeopardy. So actually, no. They do you know who was a good host of Jeopardy? Who? Who was the chick from uh, The Big Bang Theory? uh sheldon's girlfriend i know who you're talking about yeah she was she's like got the part-time jeopardy host now and she's actually pretty good yeah and so maybe the packers <laughs> should bring her in i own and we, we got a couple other games to go through real quick but i'm just looking up uh james's stats right now 20 pass attempts he made it 14 times only 150 yards but five touchdowns goodness <laughs> he threw five goodness, freaking touchdowns. goodness and like Deontay Harris had 72 yards, but other than that, all of the wide receivers were or tight ends whoever caught it, it was all like 20 or less yards. Oh my goodness. Kamara played pretty well. Yeah. As expected. Yeah. But Taysom held it something, didn't he? Um, I did not see the full game, but Taysom Hill, one throw completed for three yards. There Think we go. Was it a touchdown he, throw? Uh no. But he did oh. <laughs> run it twice for one yard. Hey, good job, Taysom. <laughs> Welcome back to the Taysom Hill fan club. All right. Um, did you see any of uh, the highlights from Dolphins and Patriots? No. No? Mac Jones looked not bad. No, but I saw Tua won the Bama Bowl. He did win the Bama Bowl, yeah. So that's why I was cheering to I don't know. I I kind of like Mac Jones. I like both. I, of, I like I, both I like, of those QBs, honestly. I do too. I was just cheering for. I, I just wanted the Dolphins to win just because the Patriots are the Patriots. Fair enough. 
So Fair enough. I'm so I was team Tua. I'm glad to see him pull off the W. And it was a close game. It was what 17-16? Yep. Yeah, so those guys are both gonna be fine. Give yeah, give Mac Jones a couple games to get used to this. And I think he could start well, he it's not that he went off, but he threw 280 yards yeah. for a touchdown. That's solid for any first game starter starting right. league. Um Tua didn't look like perfect, but he was able to lead the team. Yeah, the dub. And then you yeah. got the you got the Sam Darnold revenge game <laughs> and Robbie Anderson revenge game. I barely saw any of that game or any highlights. From no, it. I I was not going to watch the Panthers Jets. <laughs> like I'm sorry, but uh, apparently Sam Darnold lit it up. Freaking and, Sam uh, Darnold, huh? Freaking Sam Darnold. Yeah, who? Uh, not going to lie, I wanted to draft instead of Baker. I'm glad we didn't. <laughs> um. I wanted to draft a handful of guys instead of Baker with number one, but once again, I'm glad we didn't. All right. Nothing too else notable from my end, but I do want to give two shout outs to two players. Who? First, David Montgomery from the Chicago Bears. Woo! Not only did he get my uh, game winning points for fantasy, but he also has my name. And he ran for over 100 yards and completely tore it up against the Rams, even though they lost by 20 points. Okay. Um, other than that, uh who's i gonna shout out i was going to shout out freaking debo samuel from the 49ers i did not start him in fantasy this week dude i have him too i lost i could have had like 40 points from this kid me too but he's on my bench but that's fine because that's still the league i won by 100 and yeah i I have him on my bench i wish i would have dude i started juju over him i started huh I, Juju got me 10 points. Debo Samuel could have had me like 35. Why would you start Juju over Debo Samuel? Like, I started Antonio <laughs> Brown in fairness. But granted, he got me like yeah. 25, 30 points. No, but uh, yeah, shout out to Debo Samuel. He had nine receptions for 190 yards and, and, I'm a, give, and a TD. I want to give a quick shout out. What's that? I want to give a shout out to another player. Uh, Iman Shumpert, I'm giving a shout out to today. <laughs> he is not a football player, but he was on the 2016 Cavs, and uh, he unblocked me on Twitter this week. You're off the hot seat. I'm off the hot seat. So shout out to Iman <laughs> Shumper. I don't know why you blocked me in the first place, but I'm glad that you and I are on good terms. Shout out to Iman. Yeah, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> all right. Uh, if we could shift over to college football here in a minute, but quick, I, I don't know how we should do this. Uh, quick predictions for our respective teams games in week two. What you okay. what you think we your team needs to do to win the game and how you feel about the other team. Well, it's the Tyrod Taylor, Kristen Kirksey. We forgot to game. talk about that real quick. Real quick, Tyrod Taylor tore it up. Uh, yeah. And, <laughs> and Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer certainly did not. Will Urban uh, Meyer leave uh, J- Jacksonville after two weeks? Maybe. To go to USC? Probably. Probably. But uh, yeah, Browns versus Texans. Look, it's the Tyrod Taylor, Christian Kirksey. They have a ton of former Browns revenge game. Uh, I have the Browns beating the shit out of the Texans this week, 420 to 69. Nice. Um, keys to winning this game. Literally just say to yourselves, they're the Houston Texans. That's all you need. <laughs> uh, and if they don't win, I'm going to cry. It's kind of sad because don't get me wrong. I follow the NFL pretty in depth. Um, I can't name too many players on the Texans. The only Texans players <laughs> I can name besides Deshaun Watson are like former Browns. Yeah, and they have a lot of them, and 
I got Deshaun Watson and Tyrod Taylor. I don't know too many other than Christian that. Kirksey. I know they have. Yeah. I believe they still have Duke Johnson. <laughs> uh, damn. That's Is David the, Carr out there anymore? <laughs> the Houston Texans, everyone. Yeah. Uh, no, no JJ Watt. No Jadavian Clowney. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. They still have Ed Reed. <laughs> All right, so week two, Steelers going against the Raiders, finally back at Heinz Field with a packed stadium for the first time in over a year and a half, almost two years. I'm really looking forward just to seeing Heinz Field packed again. Um, after watching some of the highlights of the Raiders game yesterday, I don't, I, I'm not too sure. I, I think our defense will be able to put up even a better game against the Raiders than what they would against the Bills, honestly. Right. Um, especially with our defensive backs. I feel like they'll be able to shut down a lot of the passing game from Carr. Uh, our offense, I, the Raiders' defense just isn't that intimidating to me. I mean, they nothing really stood out, at least from yesterday, nothing stood out to me. Hopefully, hopefully the offensive line is able to just get some practice in this week to be able to open up some holes for Najee Harris. I feel like Harris will step it up much more. I don't know about a 100-yard game, but maybe 70, 80. He just needs to just work up his confidence a little bit. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I would I would rather see him develop against – or not develop. I don't even know what the right word is, but he's going to look a lot better against the Raiders than the Bills. It's good that – it's good. It, the good thing with the Steelers is that other than this week one game, we kind of have two cushion games until our schedule really gets a little crazy. Like we got the Raiders and Bengals next two weeks. So right. that'll, that'll be good for some rookies to get their confidence up and whatnot. Um, yeah, keys to the game, just offensive line needs to step it up this week. Defense obviously just needs to put all the pressure they can on Carr because, right. look, I'm sure Carr's a great guy. I He's just not that good. <laughs> I mean, Hey, man, you talking go- about my quarterback? I mean, especially. Sorry, I'm, I'm trying to be – I was trying to do my John Gruden impersonation. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I don't know. I, I think the Steel – at the same time, the Raiders have a really storied rivalry w- with us. Yeah, um, they, I think uh... I think they beat us five in the past seven games, actually, which is kind of embarrassing. But um, no, I think we'll beat the I, th- I think we'll beat the Raiders. It won't be a complete blowout. I predict maybe like I don't know, thirty to seventeen. That would be my prediction. Twenty to sixty-nine. No, not that. Not that wide of a margin. No, I'd probably say like thirty to seventeen. Uh, closer than what we would think, but I think our offense will play a much better game. Uh, yeah, and it, I'm predicting the Raiders get revenge for the immaculate reception. Uh, Franco Harris is going to cry. You know, Phil Villapiano from the Raiders to this day still argues that that was a bullshit play. Dude, I, I know there are just like a couple rare like camera angles that actually do show it, but I don't know, like... I think besides like the Kennedy assassination, that <laughs> clip has been watched more than like any other piece of footage in United States history. Oakland Raider fans just like analyzing every possible camera angle for the last 45 years. <laughs> I just want to see like the Phil Villapiano, Ken Stabler movie directed by <laughs> Oliver Stone that gets into like all the conspiracy theories behind the Immaculate Reception. Raiders fans just are preparing for this week by just reviewing the Immaculate Reception. You just hear them typing on their computers, just <laughs> I'm in. Yeah, just, you know, <laughs> stalking like Jack like Jack Lambert's current address <laughs> to be like, you were there, what happened? Oh my god. 
All right. Well, that's it for NFL Week One. Um, I think that Joe, that John Gruden would be play a great Terry Bradshaw in a movie. That's I, all I had to say about that. I hate that I kind of agree with that. I hate that I agree <laughs> with that. Um, before I get put into any more pain, let's uh, move on to college football because I'll be very happy talking about this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, just real quick, Pitt went down to Tennessee. Yes, they uh, did. They were favorites against Tennessee, but obviously playing in Neyland Stadium, one of the largest stadiums, most hostile crowds in the, the freaking country. Yep. Um, yeah, the Panthers were really able to hold it together. Our defense stepped up huge. Um, honestly, Tennessee made a lot of mistakes that allowed us to win the game, but yeah, I'm just feeling good. We're 2-0. and We beat a solid SEC team, and uh, – we got a couple of cupcake games coming up for the next two weeks. So pretty confident with Pitt right now. Who do you got this week? Um, I believe we play Western Michigan. Oh, yeah, that's that's nothing. Which, don't get me wrong, I wouldn't be surprised if Pitt gets a little too overconfident and it's a little closer than expected, but should still be a dub. Then after that, we play the University of New Hampshire, a football powerhouse straight out of New England, <laughs> honestly. Oh, um, yeah, from the mean streets of Concord, I think, probably. I don't know. Yeah, we but, got uh, we got those two. Then we start ACC play against Georgia Tech and Virginia Tech. After that, we play Clemson. I think that's week seven or eight. There is a chance that Pitt could be what would that two and zero. There is a chance that Pitt might be six and zero going against Clemson come that game, which means hypothetically, theoretically, whichever one I forgot the difference. Hypothetically speaking. College game day could be coming to Heinz Field that day for that game if you have the undefeated Pitt Panthers versus Clemson. Just saying. But um, be, that's gonna be a good game. That will and be, I, well, hopefully it will be. I don't know. And I'm calling it right now. I have Pitt beating the shit out of the Clemson uh, <laughs> Tigers. I don't know. I'm just. I'm still kind of riding the high from beating Tennessee last week. Kenny Pickett went absolutely ham. Yeah. He. Uh, he's, he's going pro for sure. One of the most underrated college quarterbacks in all in the entire NCAA right yeah, now. I will not I, agree. I will not deny that whatsoever. Um our defense came up huge, had a great interception to seal the game. And yeah, I don't have too much. I mean Tennessee made a lot of mistakes that game. Their quarterback Joe Milton overthrew wide open touchdowns probably four times. Yeah. Um so that definitely helped us a lot. Uh, eventually he got hurt and they threw in their backup Hendon Hooker, who he was pretty solid against us, but I don't care. Pitt won two and oh, somehow we're still not ranked in the top 25. I'm not going to even care about that because college rankings are kind of BS anyways. They're total BS. And that's my biggest problem with it. And I think that's what turns a lot of people off from the sport, you know, right. but uh, yeah, Pitt's I'll tell you one thing. Uh, Pickett, he looks, Pickett looks a lot better than a uh, CJ Stroud. Let me tell you that. <laughs> All right, I'll let you take it over. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I really don't have that much to say. Uh, man. I mean, you guys played Mercer. I mean, what, what can you really take away from that? We won, which is the important <laughs> thing. But we did not play great. And I was getting frustrated watching it. I'm like, wow. This game is a lot closer than it needs to be. This is ridiculous. Like, I can't believe this lack of effort we're showing right now. I look at the score. Bam is up 21 nothing. 
Right. I'm like, oh, I guess it's not that bad. <laughs> but also, I would like yeah. to apologize. I knew you were talking about CJ Stroud, and I've just forced Alabama into the conversation. No, you're fine. Um, <laughs> no, it's appropriate because I was at work and everybody was watching the Ohio State game. And I'm just waiting for the Bama game. And so, like, once Ohio State's done, everybody's just in a bad mood and just. <laughs> Just gonna like, watch Bama beat up on the Mercer Bears after that. Oh yeah, but uh, I mean, I don't really have much to say. Bama won. Saban was pissed, and uh, we got Florida this week. It's gonna be a good game. That should be a good game. I still um, think I still have Bama winning four twenty to sixty nine. Nice. Uh, CJ Stroud looks good. Or not? <laughs> no, he did not. Uh, <laughs> Bryce Young looked good. Right. Uh, running game looks pretty solid. Like I said, I'm not worried. Like even when we have sloppy games against, I'm glad that we have them against shitty teams that we can right. still beat, like Mercer. So we got a couple other things to close the show out, but just looking at Ohio State right now, they did not play like a team that is going to make the college football playoffs no. or final, whatever. Well, they might now. Because <laughs> I don't I, know how the hell they work the college football rankings. I don't. I don't know, but I mean. On the right side, the next two weeks you play Tulsa and Akron, which if Ohio State does not put up at least 60 points against Akron, that'll be completely embarrassing. Dave, no, did, you for, did you forget what you promised me? Has, I know. I We will root for Akron, and I get that. No, no, we're just rooting for Akron, and we're having the Akron cast. That's the, that's the big special. That. The Akron cast, baby. Um. Okay, time traveling back the 30 seconds. Uh, Akron okay. is going Fuck to beat you up too, Dave. Akron is going to beat up on Ohio State in two weeks. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> but, no, I um, I don't know. Ohio State did not play like a top-four team in the league. No. I mean, they could still finish out the season uh, winning the rest of their games, but that one loss against Oregon is going to be huge when it comes to rankings. Yeah. And, and Oregon uh, played really well that game, too. They Well, it's a combination of Oregon played really well, but Ohio State's run defense is non-existent. Yeah. They could you could put Isaiah Crowell there and and he would go insane. Like they couldn't stop anything. Right. Did I cut out? No, you're good. Did I cut out? Oh, okay. Well, we sorry for the technical difficulties, everybody. <laughs> but uh that's not the first time it's happened on the show, and I'm sure it won't be the last. Right. But uh yeah, they couldn't stop, you know, me. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm not an Ohio State fan. I like I don't have anything against Ohio State before, you know, I get accused of that. But <laughs> yeah, I do something about that defense, man. They look like dog shit. Yeah, it was not a good look. And honestly, it's I've said before in the podcast, like I like Ohio State because they dislike Penn State as much as me. Yeah, my parents are both Ohio <laughs> State fans. So like I don't have anything against them. I like to see when Ohio State does well. It's just uh, that just wasn't ohio state to me it just did not look good and unfortunately now um uc cincinnati is possibly uh the best college football team in ohio that may trigger some ohio state fans listening but did walsh die <laughs> hey walsh is one and one right now did they lose last week yeah unfortunately Damn. i, I on, forgot guys. who they played but probably bama <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think about any other crazy college football games. Nothing too big. Notre Dame almost got upset. Oh my god, that would have been awesome. Oh, that would have been awesome. Rooting for against Toledo too. Oh my gosh, 
I was rooting for that to happen. I was looking, I was checking the scores every like 30 yeah. seconds. We got to get JT on that. If they had JT in the game, <laughs> JT is our friend who goes to Toledo, but, uh, yeah, that's yeah. Oh. So apparently, who's Notre Dame's quarterback? Uh, Cohen, Cohen, however yeah, you say his last name. He's trash, but he's worse <laughs> than Ian Book. But uh, he dislocated his finger, popped it back in place, and then somehow won the game. Right. And Twitter was like, "Wow, how inspiring!" Meanwhile, he just played like ass the entire day. <laughs> um. Yeah, and Notre Dame's a fraud too. I don't. I never bought Notre Dame as a serious team. I have one more crazy uh college football game to talk about hmm. uh florida state <laughs> okay, i so forgot about that already. last week last week we talked about how much we loved florida state yes how we loved their quarter their dual quarterback system and everything and we even if you go back and listen we were like oh florida state plays jacksonville state this this coming week it should be just a nice easy comeback game just Get some confidence up. No, that's not what happened whatsoever. I'm sorry, Jacksonville State. I, I'm sorry. The Jacksonville Gamecocks came into Florida State, the Florida State Stadium, and just gave them hell. They gave them hell. They competed the entire freaking game. Um, apparently, I think I read somewhere that Florida State paid the Jacksonville State uh, football program over $500,000 to come play this game, and Jacksonville State came away with the win. Well, and the and, money. Yeah, and the money. They came in with the win and the money. And not just in uh, a, like a, a easy fashion. It came down to the final play of the game. Florida, yeah. State, Florida State was up by three points. All they had to do was stop a Hail Mary, which it wasn't even It was, wasn't even really a Hail Mary. It was not just really, a 30-yard no, pass. Kind of a bomb, yeah. Jacksonville State pulled off a 30-yard pass. The the two, the cornerback and safety for Florida State were just completely out of position whenever he caught it. Um, he had one blocker, went in for the walk-off touchdown, basically. Did you see the replay of that with um, the cheerleaders just walking off with their mouths just completely wide open with yes. no idea what just happened? <laughs> oh, my God. I feel so bad because like I was rooting for Florida State so hard last week, but this is just embarrassing. Yeah, I, I feel like our show at this point, like 75% of us retracting from the previous week. It's it's literally that. That or it takes it, it'll, it'll take a day for me to edit recording this and then by the time that happens there's some new crazy news dropping that just screws over everything we just said <laughs> yeah like we dropped our podcast last thursday and we talked the whole thing about oh is tj Watt gonna get this contract and like the, an hour <laughs> after we released our podcast tj watt gets a crazy amount of money so it's like i mean i knew it was gonna happen it's just literally an hour after we dropped it yeah but, um yeah one other thing from that florida state game it's kind of embarrassing um not to me. Definitely not to me. One of the Florida State, I think it was offensive linemen or defensive linemen, d- um, decided to propose to his girlfriend following <laughs> the upset. And there's there were a lot of pictures of him proposing as Jacksonville State was on the field, like celebrating. I hope she said no. Did she say I mean, no? No, I mean, she said obviously said yes. That moron. She, she could mean, do so much better. It would be great. Is it like, what if he proposed and she just like walked off with some dude from Jacksonville State? <laughs> I have like two things to add to that. I mean, first off, the uh, uh, holy sacrament of marriage. I guess that shows that she will stick with that man in the lowest times of his life if she said yes during that. Second off, could that guy not have just waited like 
another week for a win and just done it after like an, like their first win of the season? I guess not. But you know what? So. At this rate, if if Jacksonville State's going to beat them, who are they going to beat? Yeah, I, I mean, I guess uh, Love just spoke to him that night, but uh, I took it as the uh, college football equivalent as the Yo Adrian scene at the end of Rocky. Oh my when, god! Uh, he lost to Apollo, <laughs> and then they told each other they loved each other. Oh man! But but if we're being histori- historically accurate, Rocky didn't propose until Rocky too, and he's like, "Oh no, maybe you feel like marrying me or something." <laughs> But uh, he didn't wait for Apollo to kick his ass, then propose. He just said he loved her, which I feel like would have been fine if the Florida State guy had done that. But, uh, yeah, I guess for Jacksonville State is the Apollo Creed of college football. I will um, I will be following the Jacksonville State Twitter account on the I-76 Twitter yes. page, just saying. Do you know, I'm sure we can get somebody from Jacksonville State to be on the podcast at some point. Low-key, dude, we I- should find a college athlete that we can sponsor. Do you want to? We can leave. Hold can on, hold on. Wait a minute. We can legally do this. <laughs> we can do that. Wait, who do, who do we go for? Let's talk about it off the air. No, we're talking about this now. <laughs> we're talking about this right now. What the hell? You can't no, just leave the people with a cliffhanger. No, we'll figure something uh, out. What's Bryce Young's phone number? <laughs> Let me I mean, call his agent right now. I'm, I'm not going to drop any names right now, but I'm sure. Oh, my God, dude. We got to sure be like, we have we a, Jerry Maguire this shit. We have a lot of contacts from our uh, alma, ma- alma mater. No, fuck that. I want Bryce Young. I want uh, Zion Williamson. Wait, he's not in Duke anymore. Uh, who, uh, Bryce Young for sure. Pickett for sure. Not Stroud. Wait, I know exactly who he should sponsor. Who? Coach O's son. Yo, he, wait, I didn't even pay yeah, attention to that. Game. Me neither. Look up if they won. Look up if they won. Yeah, 34 7. Wait, what? Should we DM his son and ask him to be a sponsor on the show? LSU lost? No, LSU won. They won 34 oh. 7. <laughs> oh, dude, what if we, what if we get his, what do we have to do for sponsors? Like, do we have to give, like, what do we have to do? Um, I mean, Give them merch when the time comes. Give them like a shout out and whatnot. The way I see it, that's these, it. The way I see it, dude. These nil, these nil, is that what they're called? Nil deals, like name, image, likeness deals with sponsoring a college athlete. They're really open to interpretation, kind of like you can really bend it and kind of do like whatever you want. Like Kenny Pickett, his big sponsorship is just a steakhouse in Pittsburgh, where he just his only benefit that I can see other than commercials is he just gets like a free meal with his offensive line every week. <laughs> But yeah, I want to do the bare minimum. Yes. Like, I want to send these guys, like, I, I have some old cassette tapes. That... Don't get me wrong. We'll give you a shout out every time that we record. We will, we will, yeah. be, we will be huge fans and support you no matter we'll, what. We'll, we, we'll will get jerseys. Your, we will get your name out on the market. I will broadcast you to the entire Pittsburgh, great, uh, greater Pittsburgh area. David, I want to do this. We'll talk about it. We're talking about it now, motherfucker. What are you talking about? <laughs> we got a couple of other things to go through, Spencer, to close out the show. Okay. All right. But it's happening, guys. Just know that. It'll happen. If you, if you guys know any uh, college athletes, let us know. All right. Closing out the show, we got a couple small things, small quick things to talk about. But, Spencer, I just realized there are two things I completely forgot to bring up with football. What? First, did you see that cat drop from the rafters in Miami? Oh yeah, the Hurricanes game. Yeah, that I'm one happy. of the most patriotic sights you could have ever seen: catching a cat falling forty feet 
in an American flag. In an American flag. On, not to get serious, on 9-11, too. I mean, well, what, are, what are the circumstances? Like, how? Um, um, and I think I know the other thing you're going to talk about if you brought up the cat. Is it the, the poop shoot? <laughs> or, yeah. So, yeah, the Washington football team stadium. What's, what's the name of that field? What's the uh, name of the stadium? I'm not All sure. I know is it's one, it's apparently one of the crappiest ones in the league. <laughs> but, I see um, what you I see what you did there. <laughs> um, it's yeah. a real cesspool, isn't it? So, to those listening, if you didn't see a viral video, one of the pipes broke on like below the rafters at the Washington Football Team Stadium, and apparently it was a sewage line that was just leaking sewage water out onto fans. Fans who paid, keep in mind. Hundreds of dollars get lower bowl seating well, for this game. It's it's the Washington football team, so they probably paid tens of dollars. Okay, they paid tens of dollars to get pooped on, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, those are the two things I forgot. A lot, a lot of things going on. Uh, who's back well, of the week? Rafters. Well, uh, yeah, I don't. I'm, I'm a little upset with how the podcast went today because usually when there's a poop story, I want to talk more about it, especially if it's sports related. So <laughs> and, uh, we got we'll MG- do a whole poop episode. Right. Right now, our the, the, how this episode has been set up is just a big poop sandwich because we started with MGK, then we got football, and now we have poop again. So <laughs> it, it, it all leads back to poop. Um, it all leads back to poop. But speaking of poop, speaking of poop, it is now time for talking soccer. I don't know how that's a transition whatsoever. Well, I, I was I was going to make it a transition. Like, hey man, aren't the crew crappy? But <laughs> you fucked it up. But that's Oops. okay. Yeah, what's going it's on with okay. crew? I don't know. That's my point. I don't know what's going on at the crew. Like last year, we won the championship, dude. We have like the exact same roster this year. We even improved. Josh Williams came back, the veteran from Copley High School. Shout out to Copley High School. I'm class of 2016. And we lose to Miami. Uh, what are the, the Herons, Miami, whatever, the newer team. Inter Miami. Yeah. yeah. And first of all, absolutely dope logos and stuff but there's no effort from the crew and also as we are recording this on a tuesday night um columbus is currently losing to the new york red bulls one nothing oh, oh just kidding they tied it up they literally just tied it up as soon just as I now? Said that. They literally oh my god <laughs> who scored um i don't know i looked i googled it and you know how it does like live scoring Nagby, yeah. darlington nagby <laughs> <laughs> we need to start doing live uh playthroughs of these games now wow that was a tubula <laughs> did we just revive the columbus crew tubula! <laughs> Goal! Wow. literally like a second ago wow that is insane <laughs> we, we saved the crew <laughs> we saved the freaking Hashtag crew save the crew to electric boogaloo <laughs> Okay. So have you? I was about forget this segment. I'm done. I don't have anything else to say. But is, is it all? Is that all you have for talking soccer? Yeah, dude. I mean, I was gonna say, like, oh man, what's going on? But apparently, they're listening. Caleb Porter is a big fan of the show. Apparently, so I um I got two quick things to talking soccer. Then I'm good. I mean, okay. <laughs> <laughs> just to get a little serious, even though it's not that serious. Uh, this LA- is serious. We saved the crew. <laughs> LA Galaxy. Arlington, Akron University. He'll, <laughs> we'll have a segment of him on at the Akron cast in a couple of weeks. What, um, if we could, what if we could get him on? 
I'll work on it. We'll I, work no promises. On it. We'll work no on promises it. at all, but uh, I'll work on it. Um. Yeah, my uh, LA Galaxy aren't. I mean, they're what are they fourth in the conference? Yeah, they're fourth in the conference right now. They've been playing mediocre, but the big, big news with soccer, at least to me, is uh, Ronaldo going back to Man U. We have not talked about that like at all, uh, even though it's one of the biggest home. like blockbuster deals home. in soccer history. Yes, that man made a couple dollars. He could probably get into two to a couple Washington football games. <laughs> um yeah i mean how much, how much was his contract worth i did not see how much his contract is worth but he did have two goals in his first game with them coming back so that's pretty cool oh. um even though today um so do you know how like the like champions league works with like european soccer how it's like the best teams from each country yeah yeah well they're in like the group stage and today they played a team who I believe is from Switzerland. Do you want to know the name of this team? Uh, sure. Could get people canceled. The name of this team. The El Paso Chihuahuas. Young Boys. That's my rap name. <laughs> young Boys. I they think they're young, um, young Boys, plural. Uh, I think they're from Switzerland or something. But yeah, they uh, Young Boys beat Man U today, even though Ronaldo did have a goal but they lost 2-1, and I think the guy who scored the winning goal for Young Boys is from America, so that's cool. That's something. I'm looking up their logo right now. It's just a Y and a B. That's kind of sick with the black and yellow. You should get some stuff. But uh, (laughs) now I have Young Boys in my search history, (laughs) which, uh, not great, but uh, oh, these are some sick logos. I I, I might get a Young Boys jersey. The YB on a hat, but I I got a I, I, I could search history now. I could definitely wrap a young boy's jersey because if if you're in Pittsburgh, if you wear anything black and gold, you'll fit right in. Well, next time I come, I'll wear my crew hat <laughs> or my young boy's sweatshirt or whatever I got. Um, yeah, these guys are. T- I, ca- I dig this. I did. Di- mm. Christian Ronaldo has signed. A two- I was just stopping myself. You're good. Okay. Ronaldo has signed a two-year contract with Manu. Um, he got transferred for 15 million euros. Yeah, two-year contract for 12 million, and a potential to get another seven million based on how many goals he, and assists he gets and whatnot. That doesn't sound like a lot of money for a it's, Ronaldo deal at all. I don't think it is, honestly. Ooh, I mean, I don't know the detail of that, so if somebody I mean, knows, please correct us. Don't get me wrong, Ronaldo probably makes ten times that much filming freaking underwear commercials, anyways. Oh yeah, I, I just remember. <laughs> Several years ago, he bought his like agent his own island, so I'm sure that <laughs> Ronaldo is doing well financially. Yeah, um, and he probably doesn't have very many student loans to be paying off right now. Right, it's just it's it's really weird to me seeing Messi at PSG and Ronaldo back at Manu. Weird wow. times with soccer. A lot of really yes. weird transfers uh, during this transfer window. Quick update: What's the crew score right now? Um, I just exited out of that tab. Shit, Columbus Crew, dude. If they would have scored again, I would have. I would have. Yeah, it's still one one eighty in the eightieth minute. Um, oh, I I didn't realize what time it was. Okay. All right. Well, last th- last thing of the day for you. Yes, I have something to say about a very, very, per- very person, a person who is very close to my heart. Francisco Lindor. State of the Union Address. Yes. 
I love Villain Windor. If you don't know what this is, this is the NWO theme song. Uh, so anyway, I had that queued up on, my, on the entire show. But, <laughs> so, Lindor's a villain now, and I love it. I love the fact that he's a villain. What exactly did he do? So, they're playing well, the whole thumbs down thing. and Oh, well, yeah. Well, that. there's that. And so, let's back it up a little bit. So, allegedly, Yankees pitcher Wandy Peralta was whistling to indicate the pitches that are being thrown to the Yankees players that were when they were playing the Mets this weekend in the Subway Series, right? Oh, the, the Yankees doing that? Who would have thought? I know. But uh, one Francisco Lindor was not a fan. And, of course, they had the whole benches clearing, whatever. Francisco Lindor, this Sunday, three home runs in a game. He gets the entire – when he's running around the bases, he gets the entire Yankees roster to get his attention, starts whistling at all of them. He's like, cut that shit out. That's amazing. And, and then he gets the winning home run, starts flexing at the plate, whistling. I'm like, <laughs> he's a villain. And I dig it. It's this is his NWO, but I don't. I still don't buy Javi Baez as a tough guy. But you know, shout out to Francisco Lindor. Love that he's doing well on the Mets. Wish he was still with the Tribe, but I'm happy with Ahmed Rosario right now. But I just want to see this man as a villain because I he's doing. He's a lot of fun to watch when he's you know when he's pissed. Yeah, I'm all about it. I support that energy as someone who is a. As someone who roots for every possible chaotic moment in sports to occur, I'm all about it. Yes. No, baseball chaos is top tier. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all I got for that. Uh, I got to go watch my Columbus crew now. Better hurry up. Ten minutes left. <laughs> How did we do that? I literally do. I kid you not. As soon as I said that, they scored. <laughs> Fuck, Dave. What? We need a sponsor Nagby. Yes, we do. All right. All right. right, We're going to. You work on the DMs. Okay. I'll work on the DMs. I'm going to do some calls, do some like. We'll talk to our agents. Don't worry. Yeah. I'll do some Sunny Weaver shit from draft day. (laughs) Uh, Draft Vontae Mack, no matter what. All right. But all right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Make sure you like and follow us on all of our socials, Twitter, Instagram, all that fun stuff. And uh, thank you for listening. And guys, guys, keep your sticks on the ice. Keep them on the ice. See you guys.